This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Sometimes 10 seconds is all the warning you get. Sometimes you don't get a warning before all hell breaks loose. Imagine it, if you will. It's the middle of the night. Your neighborhood is in darkness. Your household is asleep. Suddenly, you're awakened by a loud noise. Barely 10 seconds later, someone or an army of someone's has crashed through your front door. The intruders are now in your home. Desperate to protect yourself and your loved ones from whatever threat has invaded your home, you scramble to lay hold of something, anything, that might be of use of you in self-defense. It might be a flashlight, a baseball bat, or that license or registered gun you thought you'd never need to use. Shadowy figures appear at the doorway, screaming orders, threatening violence, launching flashbang grenades. Chaos reigns. You stand frozen, your hands gripping whatever means of self-defense you can find. Just that simple act of standing frozen in fear and self-defense is enough to spell your doom. The assailants open fire, sending a hail of bullets in your direction. In your final moments, you get a good look at your assassins. It's the police. Brace yourself, because this hair-raising, heart-pounding, jarring account of a SWAT team raid is what passes for court-sanctioned policing in America today, and it could happen to any one of us or our loved ones. Nationwide, SWAT teams routinely invade homes, break down doors, kill family pets. They always shoot the dogs first, damage furnishings, terrorize families, and wound or kill those unlucky enough to be present during a raid. No longer reserved exclusively for deadly situations, SWAT teams are now increasingly being deployed for relatively routine police matters, such as serving a search warrant. There are a few communities without a SWAT team today. With more than 80,000 SWAT team raids carried out per year, often for routine law enforcement tasks, they are surrounding us in this country. SWAT teams have been employed to address an astonishingly trivial array of so-called criminal activity or mere community nuisances, such as angry dogs, domestic disputes, improper paperwork filed by an orchid farmer, and misdemeanor and marijuana possession, to give you a brief sampling. Police have also raided homes on the basis of mistaking the presence or scent of legal substances for drugs. Incredibly, these substances have included tomatoes, sunflowers, fish, elderberry bushes, of plants, hibiscus, and ragweed. In some instances, SWAT teams are even employed in full armament to perform routine patrols. These raids, which might be more aptly referred to as knock-and-shoot policing, have become a thinly-veiled, court-sanctioned means of giving heavily armed police the green light to crash through doors in the middle of the night. No-knock raids, a subset of the violent terror-inducing raids carried out by police SWAT teams on unsuspecting households, differ in one significant respect. They are carried out without police even having to announce themselves. Warning or not, to the unsuspecting homeowner, there is no way of distinguishing between a home invasion by criminals as opposed to a police mob. While the Fourth Amendment requires the police to obtain a warrant based on probable cause before they can enter one's home, search and seize one's property, or violate one's privacy, SWAT teams are granted no-dot warrants at high rates such that the warrants themselves are rendered practically meaningless. In addition to the terror brought on by these raids, general incompetence, collateral damage, fatalities, property damage, and so on, and botch raids are also characteristic of these SWAT team raids. That appeared to be the case in Ohio. 
when a botched SWAT team raid in pursuit of stolen guns at a home where the suspects no longer resided resulted in a 17-month-old baby with a heart defect and a breathing disorder ending up in ICU with burns around the eyes, chest, and the neck. In that January 10, 2024 incident, police waited all of six seconds after knocking on the door before using a battering ram to break in and simultaneously launch two flashbang grenades into the home. The baby's mother, having lived in the house for a week, barely had time to approach the door before she was grabbed at gunpoint, handcuffed, and hustled outside. Only later did police allow her to enter the home to check on the baby, who had been hooked up to a ventilator near the window that police shattered before deploying the flashbang grenades. The horror stories have become legion in which homeowners are injured or killed simply because they mistook a SWAT team raid by police for a home invasion by criminals. All too often, botched SWAT team raids have resulted in one tragedy after another for those targeted with little consequences for law enforcement. These incidents underscore a dangerous mindset in which the citizenry not only have less rights than militarized police, but also one in which the safety of the citizenry is treated as a lower priority than the safety of their police counterparts. Yet, it wasn't always this way. There was a time in America when a person's home was a sanctuary, safe and secure from threat of invasion by government agents, who were held at bay by the dictates of the Fourth Amendment, which protects American citizens from unreasonable searches and seizures. The Fourth Amendment, in turn, was added to the U.S. Constitution by colonists, still smarting from the abuses they had been forced to endure while under British rule, among these home invasions by the military under the guise of writs of assistance. These writs gave British soldiers blanket authority to raid homes, damage property, and wreak havoc for any reason whatsoever without any expectation of probable cause. We have come full circle to a time before the American Revolution when government agents, with the blessing of the courts, could force their way into a citizen's home with seemingly little concern for lives lost and property damaged in the process. Given President Biden's determination to expand law enforcement and so-called crime prevention at taxpayer expense, our privacy, property, and security may be in even greater danger from government invasion today. Be warned. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and in its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, the American police state has become a powder keg waiting for a lit match. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.